Welcome to episode 158 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me complaining like an idiot on the specific ways packages are delivered to my house at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you refraining from bemoaning the lack of basic competence in the world around you, Chris? You can find me at CV Little Senor, and usually, yeah, I don't know. I'm over it. I'm over competence. <laughs> I don't expect it to see it anywhere anymore, so I'm sort of over it. I can't. I just can't get past it. I know. It's, I know it's basic shit. I mean, even even after you 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 set out specific directions for we'll the people at the A to Z, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no ride to the moon off hot stonk tips, but we've got a great show for you this week. In segment one, it's Girl Scout cookie season, and we're going to review the greatest bakery rivalry since Left Twix, Right Twix. In segment two, it's an all new edition of the Moron Chronicles. And finally, in segment three, we're going to rage against the machine and find some fun ways to beat the system. Beyond the buzzer, it's back to the stupidest things ever said before we head to the OT to lament the greatness of Tom Brady and share a Bitcoin blunder. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, Chris, you were were alluding to what I'm going to ask you about. Is there a point when you're interacting in the world where you will just like feel like you need to public shame somebody? I don't feel nearly as strongly about this as you do. I'm mostly, <laughs> I, I'm mostly, uh, I'm mostly sort of the kind of person who will look at someone and kind of go, really? I mean, is this what we're doing? And if it's obvious to me at that point, that is what we're doing. I'm generally just happy to get, just get past it as quickly as possible and just move on. Fair enough. And I mean, I think in, in most cases, I mean, I've told you many times and we've talked about it on the show many times that I've, I've, I give, I care so much, but I've also stopped giving a fuck about what other people care about the way I care about it. So like, I'm willing to vocalize it now, <laughs> Right. <laughs> like cover your nose with that mask. I'll say yes. that. That's uh-huh. the thing I'm going to say to you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not you, but you know, no, you won't, you won't, you won't have to say that to me. I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very solid with my mask wearing, but as I've gone at, in, you know, into at length on the show before, um, I've had some challenges with getting deliveries successfully or it, put in a way it put delivered to my house in a way that isn't some sort of a problem for me. <laughs> and it started a couple of years ago with a, a big stack of boxes left in the driveway in the rain. And you know, you had said, well, you just need to put up a sign. And I really didn't want to for aesthetic purposes, but finally, like I, there was a guy, there was a, you know, I, I assume like, a, I don't know which company, but one of the gig worker drivers, you know, doing the delivery, um, during the holidays. And he just straight up threw boxes over the fence <laughs> And I was like, fine, I'll get a sign. <laughs> so I got two signs, one on the fence and one on the between the two garage doors. And it just, it says, please deliver all packages to the front door. Thank you. That's what it says. It's, uh, and just that the other day. Like, that seems like, those seem like very clear directions. Yeah. And it's primarily about like, don't leave boxes in the driveway where they're unprotected from the weather. It rains here mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And you, you deliver stuff and leave it. And you don't know when I'm coming back or when I'm going to see that. And then in the past, I think I've shared that I've backed over a box because it was right up against the garage door and I couldn't see it. It's too close yeah, to and the also, car. Yeah, and also it makes you very susceptible to porch pirating. Correct. And we have a nice covered porch area that's, you know, very, uh, it's the right place for packages. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just the other day, I hear the, the uh, motion alert go off in the driveway. And um, I, you know, I bring it up on my phone and I look and I see that an Amazon guy coming down the driveway with a box in his hands. 
and he's looking down, he's looking down, then he looks up and he looks right below the where the, the camera, the motion detector in the camera is. And that's exactly where the sign is. So he looks mm-hmm. right dead at the sign and then just sets the box and it's actively raining, sets the box down in the driveway. It is a cardboard box of Kleenex. It is the actual factory box like you would get at Costco because it's uh-huh. from Amazon, right? It's just it says Kleenex on it in huge letters. <laughs> and he just leaves it in the fucking rain. And I just <laughs> so I can't take it, Chris. It's not hard. Just do your job. Right. Yes. <laughs> but you were but you were about. able to save the Kleenex before they were ruined by the rain, which is uh which is the I guess the happy end the happy right. ish, I mean, the un the not unhappy ending of this particular story. I don't know that I would tell the story that much differently if the Kleenex were ruined. That's just the principle <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> but the but then the grocery deliver to contrast the grocery delivery guy stacked your front door like made it to, <laughs> like, like piled so much stuff into your front door that you couldn't even open it. We have a storm door, and <laughs> if you have a storm door, the shit has to open outwards. And I don't. It's not complicated. This is the first time you've ever seen this. Also, our porch is like four doors wide. So there is a covered area that extends at least eight feet to the left of the, the actual door. Like any anywhere that's not directly in front of the door that opens outward is an ideal spot. <laughs> it's just I don't know what's so challenging about it. It doesn't I mean, like, it, you know, again, it doesn't seem like you have to it doesn't seem like that much farther for you to go as a as a worker. Like, wouldn't you want to wouldn't you want to give your customers like a decent experience? Well, I think that you and I want to, but I think that many people don't give a shit. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, yes. obviously those are, those are, I, I don't fault the, well, I do fault the both. I fault them both, but the, the, the person who stacks up the, the groceries in front of the door to where the door won't open. is just, that is particularly cruel. That is like, cause you know, cause, they must know, right? No, I think I can forgive that. I think that's just literally I'm not paying attention. Right. Yo, but to so look to look straight at the sign, that's just, I'm much more offended. It just disregard. That's a choice. <laughs> I know. The uh, I know that gig work probably isn't pleasant, and um, but I would certainly encourage anyone who does gig work to try to do good gig work. I mean, I mean that's that's all. I mean that's that's I mean that's not a, that's not an entirely unreasonable thing to ask for. I have worked numerous shitty jobs in my life. And I'll tell you what, when I was folding t-shirts, those t-shirts were folded like a mother. Like, I'm just going to get this tight. I'm gonna, my stacks are going to be aligned. They're going to be perfect. Yes. Because why not? I'm here working. Why wouldn't I not do a good job? Yeah. Yeah. Spending my time here. Might as well just do the, make this, my stacks neat. I think maybe it's because I worked these shitty jobs when there wasn't a cell phone in my pocket that had like endless entertainment on it at all times. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, we probably should get into the fact that maybe the cell phone, the data-enabled cell phone is probably the destruction of our entire society. It likely likely will be, but that's maybe for another date and time. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about William of Orange and the printing press. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, when it comes to deliveries to your home, uh, let's talk more about it in segment number one. So this year, it's hard to get Girl Scout cookies because they can't deliver. Or they, well, they can't come to your house, and they can't congregate. So they are, they've set up some online options. And in my exploration of online options, I stumbled across a thread that revealed to me for the first time that there are two Girl Scout bakeries, and they make different cookies. Now, I had some inkling of this because I'd heard people say Caramel Delights. 
before. And I'm like, well, what, what mm. is a caramel delight? I don't know what that is. What are you talking about? Right. And I, I, you know, found out they were Samoa's. And so there's two bakeries. There's ABC Bakers and Little Brownie Bakers. And we get uh, LBB here in the Northwest. And most of the country, in fact, gets uh, Little Brownie Bakers. But ABC has a footprint all through the Midwest, extending from the Great Lakes to Texas. And they also have all of the Inland Empire in California and Nevada, except for Los Angeles, which obviously isn't inland, but it's like this pocket where Los Angeles is. And I, I was trying to look for commonalities. And they also have some spots on the East Coast, Maine, uh, parts of Massachusetts. So like you might, depending on the state you live in, you could even get, like if you're in Northern New Mexico, you get different Girl Scout cookies than Southern New Mexico. Were you even aware of this? I no, no, I, I was not aware of it. And as, uh, as you, as you made me aware of it, I looked at it and went, oh, I mean, I guess it makes, it makes sense in a way that I didn't think maybe there was just a single supplier because they do sell millions of boxes of these every sure every but year so it surprises me that, that how different the cookies are yeah that's the that's that's the shocker now now i know they they have some different naming conventions yes but are they literally different recipes of cookie yes they're different cookies so like for instance we talked about i mentioned caramel delights we call them samoas mm-hmm. the caramel delight is a it's a little bit larger the, like the the fudge stripe is thicker it looks more like a keebler cookie um okay that's the, the Coconut is not quite as finely chopped. Um, it's just a little bit bigger overall. And it actually, uh, it, it tastes different. Like there's more caramel in the Caramel Delights. And then there's different types of chocolates. So there, thought, there are I different th- cookie. I, I thought maybe Samoans were just angry that their, that their race was being put on blast by the, the Girl Scout cookies. What is that anyway? Is it just, let's allude to coconuts. <laughs> it's <laughs> brown and has coconuts, so let's call them Samoas. <laughs> they could have called them Filipinos, but then the Filipinos would have loved it. Maybe the Samoans do love it. I mean, I guess I've never it talked It doesn't have anything Samo- to do with Samoans. <laughs> sure it does. It's called Samoas, so it has to do with Samoans. It's of Samoa. <laughs> right. As, the, as our Samoans. They... <laughs> I'm just saying it's not like calling your football team the Redskins. No, no. It's calling it's like calling your cookies the Samoans. Yes. I'm upset that I just said the Washington football team is the former <laughs> name. That's okay. It's not good. I'm like I'm gonna get canceled. You probably. But so um so having different cookies. I mean, the thing is I probably don't even read the like if someone handed me a box of these things, I'd probably just crack them open and start chow chowing down on them. I I doubt in my in my uh, you know my fervor to get Girl Scout cookies into my mouth as quickly as possible at all times. Like I would even notice. Well, it doesn't end at names though. So and you know we have the s'mores, but there's two types of s'mores, and these are just wild different cookies. So our s'mores are uh, dipped, right? They mm. are. Oh no, I'm sorry. They're not. Ours are not the dipped ones. Ours are sandwich cookies with marshmallow and chocolate inside. Okay. Shortbread sandwich cookies. And the ones from ABC Bakery are a dipped cookie. It's a completely dipped, it's a square cookie that's dipped in chocolate. And now, I there's marshmallow I, inside of it. I don't think I've ever experienced the Girl Scout s'more cookie. That, that one I wouldn't have bought for myself or for my family. I think so. you would love to have some of these dipped ones. I'm, I'm upset that we don't get the dipped ones. I like things that are dipped in chocolate. Yeah. I mean, they screw up your fingers something fierce, but whatever. 
<laughs> you don't want to eat them on a hot day. Well, no, what, are the, what are the what are the melting Keebler chocolate. ones? We've what had the melted chocolate discussion. <laughs> what are the Keebler? What are the Keebler ones that are that the 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 ones that are dipped? Uh, there's a numerous kind of Keebler dipped cookie. I mean, that's okay. That's all right. I mean, but it's 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 it looks the picture looks similar to the Keebler one. Okay. Are, are the people at ABC just ripping off Keebler more, more, you know, tighter? They're just ripping the. They're they're just they're just publishing, just rip off Keebler. I definitely don't know what the reasoning is behind any of this. <laughs> it's you, wild to me that it's, you, it exists. Yeah, I I mean this is new. I was today years old, right? This is the this is one of those kind of those deals. Um, I do like the the toffee the toffee tastic. Okay. Is that what they're called? That's new for some odd re- Yeah, I've had the toffee tastic. I don't recall them being called toffee tastic. <laughs> I think they were called something else. But um, but it looks like the the alternate bakery one is way weirder. It's just like a caramel chocolate chip cookie in a bag as opposed to a box. Yes. Well, the, that's there's some gluten free options now as well. Oh yeah. Yes. And so I was also so. <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm perplexed by the fact that like there's a cook like why have cookies that are almost exactly the same especially when it comes to like tagalongs we get tagalongs right and mm-hmm. then there's also peanut butter sandwich cookies mm-hmm. and tagalongs have the peanut butter centered in the very middle you know under the chocolate dipping and then the peanut butter sandwich cookies are much more like just peanut butter on a cookie that's then been dipped and I think I prefer the pocket of peanut butter to the the even spread but I, I'm Help me try to understand why you think it's it's possible that there are two bakeries with nearly identical recipes, but just enough difference in their production, and why this was never sort of unified. Like, is there somewhere somewhere in the country that you know people someone has moved like from one city to another and they're just and, wildly <laughs> upset that like <laughs> the cookies are like what happened? Did I am I in the multiverse? Right. right. We moved from Chicago to New York, and all of a sudden the whole world just turned upside down. Yeah, like, what I, these are my on? favorite, and they're gone, right? They just don't exist in this universe that I've they don't. transported to. That is, I mean, it is a little wild that that it works this way, but um, but I think um, as I look, okay, so if, if we're gonna do, a, can we do a quick stack rank here? Okay, sure. So for me, for me, it's like Samoa Dosidos. Those are my two favorite. Dosidos being the peanut butter sandwich one, not the tag along. Right. So. I like the Samoa. I like the Dosi Dough. Um, I'm not a real thin mint guy, so no. but I know that people love to put them in the freezer and live it up. Um, <laughs> but the, but those are really so. I'm I'm sort of narrow when it comes to like my preference for Girl Scout cookies. Are you are you more? Do you have a more broad, a more broad palette for for the Girl Scout cookies? I'm definitely Samoa's number one in a, like a, a in a wide margin. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Thin mints, I don't. I'm not an enthusiast, but I have no problem with them. Uh, I, my problem with them is that I, because you put them in the freezer and you open them in a sleeve, that's a that's a single serving situation. <laughs> it's not ideal. Creamy mint always reads like toothpaste to me. For some, it's not reason. creamy though. It's not very minty. It's just it's. it's mm, yeah, no, it's that. That's. I mean, like I said, most of, most mint stuff reads like toothpaste to me. Like mint ice cream, for sure, a hundred percent reads like toothpaste to me. I can't, Interesting. I can't eat it at all. I, I really like mint chocolate chip, but I like a, like a candy cane. I like a candy cane. That's like it's that's mint, right? Yeah, peppermints are. I don't. I'm, Pepper, peppermints I like, but gum 
in in all its mint forms, I like just fine. Altoids, those kinds of things. I like them just fine. I just can't do... There's something about mint and creaminess that just doesn't uh, doesn't go with me. Tagalongs are my third. And I think that's because I like any sort of cookie item where you can... You can eat a tagalong like a like a, a chicken wing flat. Like you can bite it and then like drag it across your teeth. <laughs> drag it. <laughs> These teeth tracks all the way down the middle. Yeah, of yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and then you follow it up with the crunch. You get the nice creamy pull, then follow it up with the crunch. The thing about tagalongs is, I feel like there's like seven of them in that box. Like there's <laughs> like there's very. They seem like there are very few tagalongs in the in the actual in the actual package. Is that just maybe that's just me? I can't say I remembering, but I I feel like, I feel like there aren't very many tagalongs in a, in a package of tagalong. See, this is my problem with this year is that I'm an opportunist Girl Scout (laughs) cookie buyer. I don't, um, I don't like seek them out. I'm like, Oh, I'm at the store and there are the Girl Scouts and uh, you know, yes, here's, I got a $20 bill for you. Right. I got 20 bucks in my pocket. I need four boxes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Maybe twice over the course of the period of time (laughs) that they're being sold. Yeah. We don't have Girl Scouts in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, we used to have some, but they aged out and and whatever. Uh, so yeah, so the grocery store was my only my only chance. And the other thing is, I can never carry any cash, right? And, uh, and so, but I always said I have my favorite Girl Scout cookie story is this this young lady um, was selling the cookies, and I was walking the store. And this was years and years ago, and uh, she says. Excuse me, what? But what are your favorite kinds of what? What is your what are your favorite cookies? What are your favorite kinds of Girl Scout cookies? And I said, Oh, I really like the Samoas. And she says, Well, how many boxes can I send home with you? And I went, Oh, young lady, you're going to go far in life. <laughs> like a couple of boxes. She totally just closed me. There was like no. It was not no yes or no. I mean, she's well trained from the get go, right? She just she just knew that this is not a yes or no question. How many boxes would you like to take home tonight? So was that at the counter, or was she like walking the store? No, no, she was. She was. They would have. They you know a lot of times they'll set up a card table outside of the grocery store. That's where she got me. Okay, that's where she. That's where she hooked me, and I was like, "Oh, you're, (laughs) you've got me. I'm in for two at ten bucks. I mean that. So, so again, I like to. I like. I like to. I like the cookies, but. Yeah, I have to run across them, and I don't think that's going to happen this year, right? That that's 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 not happening. I, I'm sad about that, and <laughs> I, you know, I also I haven't gone to an office in like five years. Yeah, and so I don't get the hey, my kids selling cookies. You want to sign up for something? Right. The again, pre-order. Yeah, and again, an easy, an easy, an easy breezy four boxes for a pre-order, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm in for twenty bucks if somebody hands me the sheet. Well, I'm gonna have to seek out some ABC Baker's <laughs> s'mores to get these these dip marshmallow the deals. Yeah, look online for the people who are selling them out of the Midwest and get yourself some some alternate Bizarro Universe Girl Scout cookies. Well, and I was hoping that perhaps you had experienced the the difference yourself. I guess I could have asked you before we I, decided to no, do this. No, I mean I grew up in the Midwest, and I don't recall them being different at all in any way, shape, or form. We had Samoas, Tagalongs, Dositos. I think we've had all the, I think we had all the classics, Thin Mints. I think we had all these. All right. Well, let's go to segment two, where it's time for the <laughs> the Moron Chronicles. All right, you remember this? This is where I read sto- Chris stories about people acting like idiots, and then we wonder why they behave this way. This one's called Making the Bed. 
is from a, a, a young woman writes in. She says, I had spent the night at my ex-boyfriend's place and stayed a bit longer in the morning to help clean the house. I was folding some clothes when I noticed him go from one side of the unmade bed to the, to the other without actually doing anything. I looked at him and he, he looked clueless. He said, can you help me please make the bed? I've never done this. I have no idea where to start. I didn't mean to have a strong reaction to it, but it left me speechless. He was 26. That day I realized that his mother often visited his house and made the bed and cleaned up. <laughs> well, this guy's living his best life. I don't know why he would, I don't know why he'd muck it up by like having a girlfriend. Right? I don't I mean, know, man. <laughs> I, I learned to do my laundry in like seventh grade. I can't that's relate to fine. this kind of thing at all. Like, that's fine. I, all I, I can remember from my childhood is trying to get away from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a house that had house help in it. Mm. So, like, magically things appeared like clean clothes and all these kinds of things so how aren't uh, you more of a prick (laughs) i because you know because i left i left home i went to college and i had to do my own stuff so i grew an appreciation for it i never had it was never sort of an entitlement thing i remember one time i brought my buddy from college uh home for the weekend like we had a long weekend like a three day so he came came down to the 62626 with me and um, we uh, and on the Monday when we were leaving, we were out most of the day doing stuff with my friends and stuff. And so we came back to the house to go back to school. Uh, all of his clothes were washed and folded <laughs> and on the bed <laughs> because, you know, college guys, we just leave our stuff out. Right. So all of his stuff was like washed and folded and on the bed. He looked at me and went, what? It's like, just, just. Just say thank you on the way out. That's how we do it around here. Just say thanks and, uh, and you know, enjoy. Because, uh, you know, clothes just go in the hamper and they get cleaned and beds get made. And I don't know. It's, it was, it was lovely. I can't, I, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. Certainly. Under what scenario can the idea of like, I've seen a made bed. <laughs> can you not get I can't get from an unmade bed to a made bed and yet I can't reproduce this made bed like in any way shape or form it doesn't have to be perfect I half ass make the bed every day well see you're better than I am I mean well do I I don't even I kind of like try to straighten the blank a little bit is that about how is that was that are you putting in more effort than that no i get out of the bed and then i fold the blanket up so that it's covering the area of the bed i just vacated and you just kind of smooth it out yeah a little i don't know what's going on on the other side that's not my business (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i think that so my wife i don't think my wife likes to get into a bed that isn't made so even if we both sort of tumble out of bed and like, you know, the morning gets going faster than both of us want to. And the bed doesn't really quote unquote get made. Like whenever I venture back upstairs at the end of the day, I will notice that she's lying in the bed, but the bed has been made and then she got into it. So I think she has a preference for getting into a made bed. Huh. So it does get made, but it doesn't get made every morning. Have you ever had a dog? No. Why not? That's really weird. <laughs> Because I, I, I don't, I, you know, I love dogs and maybe someday I'll have a dog and I, I sort of have like thoughts and, or maybe I daydream a little bit about getting a rescue dog, but you know, I just, it's just too much to throw into my life. I mean, I have, 
so many things that I'd rather be doing fair. that I can do at this point that don't have to do with caring for an animal. That's fair. You have so, a lot of people who can help there, though. They don't have any, like, Yeah, but do, you, do I? But do I? <laughs> <laughs> but really, I'm not sure. I just can't. I can't do, I can't do a... I can't do a, a pet that way because okay. I'd rather just be like, I'm going to go hit golf balls. I need to leave. And I don't want to have to worry about the dog and like, did it get fed and all this other stuff. I just, this is not, it's not where I'm at. It's not what I'm about. Both of our pets are approaching. Well, not our, our, our senior citizens and are definitely like at the end of the projected lifespan for their breeds. Mm-hmm. Although who knows a cat can live for another 10 years. You never know. Sure. Cats. Just and to piss you off. The cat will live for another 10 years. I, and that's the thing is I carry this, like basically this constant guilt that I love my pets and yet I can't wait to just have a break from having. The <laughs> so you're not going to go for the, pets. you're not going to go for the instant replace. Hell no. <laughs> but you've got a house with kids who've grown up with pets all their lives. Right. I mean, so yeah. that's why you have stuffed know. animals. <laughs> Go cuddle the teddy bear. But, but let's get back to this this young man who, young man, 26 years old. This young man who has no idea how to make a bed. Or just isn't compelled to make a bed because his mom's coming. Let's talk about this boy's mom. She's this boy's, ruining his, her, she, his life. She's, she is, she is, she's not preparing him for, and maybe that's her intent. Perhaps. Maybe she's, maybe she's, she's maybe she's said to herself... That there's no way any woman, he's going to love any woman more than he loves his mother. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure this is absolutely the case. Sure. Stand up a healthy culture of dependence. <laughs> right. Now, if you're this young lady who's who realizes that she's in this situation with a man that she obviously likes, likes enough to stay the night with him. Like, what do you think? What At what point do you think she says, I don't want to venture into this. This is just too much. This is a... Uh, this is a this is a situation that's that is going to make me very unhappy as the years go on. Well, it sounds like this was probably the beginning of the end. <laughs> you think so? She says I had spent the night at my ex boyfriend's place, and I I, I think oh, ex boyfriend. No, but I think she means now. I think that it does sound like at the time they were probably together. Uh huh. Um, I know that if I witnessed something like this, I'd, I'd be out. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I was over and somebody was like, uh, yeah, my dad's coming over to do, I remember living early with, I think we've, I think I probably told the story before early in my relationship with my wife, there was some kind of a problem in the house in the apartment. I don't remember what it was. She's like, well, I'll call my dad. I'm like, don't call your father. <laughs> I, mean, like, I will I, tell you if I need help. <laughs> call some other Let me call man. my dad. Let me call my dad to fix this for you. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> I've got this. But I, I just, I see. I, I did instead of reacting, I was like, no, I, I got it. It's it was okay. an opportunity for me to break that cycle. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's okay. the, yes. I mean, so yes, that, that, that young woman probably made the wise choice by walking away from that, that boy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's no good. Not anytime soon. Mm. All right. Next we've got time to go. My friend constantly asked what time it was. So by the sixth time I said, bro, there's a clock right there. He was a grown man. Yet he replied, I don't know how to read it. Except that's not even the dumb part. A couple weeks later, he posted something on Facebook making fun of people who couldn't read cursive. So I came up with a devastating comeback. I posted a picture of a clock and said, what time does this say? <laughs> he blocked me. It was worth it. <laughs> Listen, everybody knows that in the wristwatch world, any wristwatch worth having is 
analog. It's a dial. So if you're if you're planning on having any wristwatch game in your entire life, <laughs> you might want to just consider learning. It's not difficult. It's not difficult to read a, a watch dial. No. It's very it's you know, if the little hand is past a number, you're in that hour of the day. <laughs> There's only ever two numbers you need to figure out. <laughs> and the long hand points to the minutes. <laughs> I don't really, I, I don't really understand how you can, a grown person, like I understand, mm. you know, how little kids might not get it. I mean, we were, we were, we, when we bought our house, we were gifted a, one of those, you know, basically just a, a standard clock, like for the kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. big hand, little hand. So the mm-hmm. kids, the kids have learned very early on how to read the time from there. It's not difficult. You no. cannot be grown Look at a, even if you'd never see, even if they pulled you out of the jungles of wherever, like if you came from an alternate universe, if like, if the first thing they taught you to do was count and then they showed you the watch or the clock, you could figure this out. Little kids or, or people, I guess, who don't know how to read time are, are really good though at pointing out things that you just take for granted as the way they are and making you question it because there's this always, you know, everything's got a system, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll, the kid's are like, wait, why are there six? The kids are really con- not, not confused, but they're like, why are there 60 minutes in an hour? And I'm like, I got nothing for you. I mean, like, I know there's some calculated reason. I don't know what it is. I don't think about it. And, but it is a good question to ask. Like, why, why isn't it, why isn't everything base 10? Right. Why, why isn't it just a hundred? <laughs> why didn't we make it easy? Mm-hmm. And then the little one the other day said, why does the clock count up instead of counting down? Because she's like, I'm always waiting to do something, so the clock should be counting down. Like the number should be working their way to zero. Because you know, like she's thinking, like getting on her classes and stuff. Like that, the day starts at at midnight and then works its way back. Well, can you imagine sort of like, like there's the constant, one hour? There's one hour left in the day at one o'clock. No, at at eleven p.m. There would be no, one hour left on the clock. No, the clock starts at 24 and just counts down to zero. Right. That's what time. Right. So what at one it, o'clock, so at one o'clock at 1 p.m. Yes. Or at one o'clock on the, on your, on your clock, there would be one hour left in the day. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I was thinking in terms of when you said at one there, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yes. When the clock read one, there would be one hour left in the day. Yes. Right. But I started thinking about like. Can you imagine the sense of foreboding that would create in all like everything you were ever doing? Just this clock counting down. <laughs> just instead of time passing, it'd just be this like constant existential threat that, that yeah. you were running out of time. Right. Right. That could be very well, stressful. Well, the, the 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 clock piece is just because the first way to tell time was by a stick and a shadow, which makes a circle. Okay. So thus it's based on 360 degree. It's based right. on, yes, it's, it's based on this circle. Cause that's the only way pe- early people could tell time because the shadow made a circle on the ground. Like, well, yeah, I know how sundial works and now I you know, pointed it out. But, it seems very stupid that I said what I said earlier. <laughs> no, but that's, and that's fine. But the, uh, but the other thing that's great about having a, an analog watch is you don't really have to read it. You just have to look at it. And the pattern tells you, you, you has, it's like a, there's like a, a quick cue. Like you can tell it's quarter after three. Right. Right. By just glancing at your watch very quickly and right. you know, you don't have to like go, oh, what is that? At 11 or a, is that a 10 or an 18? <laughs> right. 
what if you got poor if you got a bad digital watch the sun like you right when you become that. an experienced time reader you don't really actually read the time anymore you just understand no. the code of the hands on the face and what that means right yeah. and it's and it's and it's beautiful god bless the people who work that out for us but if you can't read it as a modern adult i don't know what to tell you that it just that seems <laughs> that seems that seems basic it's pretty tough um all right, well, let's go to uh, seg- well, that, sorry, I was going to say that's it for the Moron Chronicles this week. We'll be back with more at some point in the future. But with that, let's go to segment number three. So I had an encounter with the system today, and I hadn't encountered the system in a while. Um, and so I wanted to talk about beating it. So what happened today was that uh, I was taking my younger daughter to the dentist, and I turned onto, from a side street onto, a, we'll call it a suburban highway. You know, four lanes, but the speed limit's like between 35 and 50. Like and there's a urban arterial. Correct. Um, but it is a highway, like it has a number. Mm-hmm. And it turned onto the, the highway just for a, a mile or two. And, and as I turn the highway in the distance, I can see a figure of a man in the middle of the median. And it looks like he's crossed from you know halfway and now he's waiting for the other side to clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I continue on and come up on him, I realize he's not crossing. He's just sort of meandering down the median. <laughs> and he's got like food in his hands. It looks like maybe like a six pack of eggs. And I don't know. Again, I'm driving. So I'm, I'm you know, not giving him the long stare. He's older. Um, and then up at the next intersection, I see there's two, uh, motorcycle sheriff's deputies and they're dealing with some sort of a fender bender situation. And when I get up to that light, um, I have to stop because there's no other cars. I got there right when the light changed. And so I was like, well, hell I'm going to roll my window down. And cause that guy looked like he needs somebody to get him out of the street. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hesitant, right? At this point, I, 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 especially cause in Snohomish County where I live, the sheriff's department is, E not maybe most trustworthy like in the <laughs> Leo they've department had, in the in the country. They've had some they've had some incidences lately. Yeah, yeah, and the and the sheriff himself is is not willing to you know enforce the orders of the governor and other such things. So I feel a little trepidatious, and I also don't want to sick the cops on this guy who's clearly troubled. And and you know it's one of those situations where we talked about before. Like it'd be nice if there was some other option. Um, anyway, I roll my window down, and they're wearing motorcycle helmets and they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. So it takes me a while to get their attention. And then I'm like trying to gesture, like look down this way. Cause if they just turn their heads and look, they'll see what I'm pointing at. Like this uh-huh. guy in the middle of the street. And finally, like the guy, one of them steps towards me and understands what I'm saying. I was like, this guy has walked probably 500 yards down the highway here. You might want to go get control of the situation. And the cop was clearly so irritated that I had interrupted their conversation. He's like, yeah, well, we're handling this. And I'm like, you're the cops. This man is in danger. Like you, you're right here, and and there's two of you. And so my response was, okay, great, but don't you have you know a radio? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get right on it. And yeah. then I see them turn and look, and I'm like, whatever. I roll my window up. Like I told him, what else can I do? Yeah. Um, and then I see them turn and look, and I look in my mirror, and I don't see the man anymore. And I'm like, oh god, is he gone now? Did he cross the street finally? And I look like an asshole. Mm. But what had happened was he was blocking up, blocking the entire side of the trolley. The, the cop actually. Looked down the street, realized what was going on, and then went and jumped on his motorcycle because all the traffic on that side of the highway had come to a stop. Like box trucks, pickups. Because because he was meandering. He was now in the middle of the yeah of the actual (laughs) lanes of traffic. So I mean, hopefully I didn't you know call down a beating on this man or something because I really just somebody just needs to get him out of the street. (laughs) Just just escort him to the op the pedestrian safe side of the road. But it was just. I remember a time where if you called out to an officer, their response was not, it was, it was what, what's, what can I do to help you? What's going on? Why are you getting my attention? Not what the fuck do you want? (laughs) Yeah. The hell dude. What are you? (laughs) Anyway. 
So anyway, with that, let's talk about beating the system. <laughs> so in this uh, first scenario, we've got an employee who is clearly being evaluated on computer activity. So you and I both work technology jobs. We know that mm. there are lots of systems to available to monitor employees. What most people don't realize is that, uh, uh, and I, you know, I hate that phrase. People don't realize. I didn't mean to say it. <laughs> well, I think what most people don't know, though, is that no one's watching you unless you've given them a reason to. There's too much information for people to really like read your email or right. like, you know, spy Look on at your, your browsing history. No. Oh my God, I don't care. <laughs> unless someone tells me you were looking at something that you shouldn't have been looking at, I'm right. not going to look at your browsing history. Yeah, unless HR has come around and said, we need, then, then there's no need. That said, if you're ever turning in your computer to have it, the data transferred from one machine to another, make sure you get anything that might you might not want eyes on out of there before it has to be transferred. Because while we yeah. do have tools, some things require manual intervention, and sometimes you stumble across nude photos of your coworkers that you didn't expect to see. <laughs> I had a friend tell me that. You and I worked together when I told you about what I had witnessed. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> that's why i said i had a friend tell me that yeah it was rough. anyway mm. all right so in this case though this person has taped down their control key to make sure the computer never goes to sleep and it's, they're always available and active according to the system i mean yes i guess i guess i understand why systems like this exist but again it's like really i mean that cannot be the that cannot be your key metric really as a business i just it shouldn't be it shouldn't be. I got to imagine that's, in terms of metrics, this has got to be way low. If this is really high on your metrics, I don't think you probably have a very good business. <laughs> well, it's incredible, though, how many bad bosses there are in the world who mm. are focused on the wrong things. Sure. All right. Next, we have no dogs on the bed. So in this case, the wife has said the dog is not allowed on the bed. This is actually why I was asking you this earlier. I knew <laughs> we were going to talk about this later. And I wondered if, that was, if there was a, a tie-in for you there. Um, but this man has elected to sleep with the dog on the floor with his blanket and pillow. And that seems like maybe, you know, the, the, the beginnings of a divorce. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, yeah, this relationship between husband and wife uh, is clearly is clearly having issues if he would rather sleep on the floor with uh, with the dog. I, I can understand. <laughs> I get it. Not now. <laughs> The dog, the dog doesn't push me away. <laughs> dog likes me. All right. Next, we've got a man who has been banned for a year from his favorite team's football stadium. And he is, a, he has rented himself an apple picker, a giant crane, even one tall enough that he's in the basket looking over inside the stadium. So he's outside the stadium in a crane above the edge of the wall. So he can, okay, so I get it. He got banned, and now this is how he, the only way he can watch the games. Correct. He didn't get banned for doing this. No, he got banned. I mean, you get banned from a, a soccer stadium in Turkey. You did some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. What are the top, what, I mean, did he shoot a ban? I mean, what, what happened? Uh, who knows? Lightning like flares, banned, getting stabbing from, somebody. Getting banned from soccer is like, that's difficult. That's difficult. I think it's probably difficult to do. Yeah, I mean, it's generally fairly con challenging. Considering some wild shit that I've seen on TV about soccer fans. I, I, the, the whole thing with like flares, 
Like, I'm just going <laughs> to light a big fire in the stands. I, can you imagine having to be by? I'm like, I'm here to watch the game. I'm not here to, like, participate in, in your pyrotechnic display. Right. Like, yeah, they even, like, even in American sports stadiums, right? They light off the, they do the big smoke thing. Like, Portland. I know Portland does it, don't they? They do the big smoke thing. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. No, the team can do that when they come out of the tunnel. You don't. Yeah, I don't know. Are you being paid for this? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. Next, we've got uh, incredible cheat sheet. So I've definitely had classes where you're allowed to bring one piece of paper, right? And in one piece of paper of a certain size. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we got a person who has apparently managed to fit half of an engineering textbook onto <laughs> what looks maybe like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And it is the tiniest possible writing. It includes diagrams, um, equations. It's got highlighting on its own. So like he's, he's highlighted his own notes. Um, and this is just incredible work to go to this level of effort to make, but, but it makes sense too, because like memorization is a dumb way to teach things. <laughs> but from a, and considering this is an, en- seems like an engineering course, I think he's probably going to be a pretty good engineer. Yes. <laughs> he's definitely engineered himself a, a really terrific cheat sheet. If I was and, the teacher and I saw this, I'd be like, oh, you know what? You're good. See, this is the pro- I I grew up in the era prior to laser, pr- like common laser printing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, we had dot matrix printers. Nobody had a laser printer when I was when I was in college. I mean, they were pretty rare even when I was in college. They were like, but to this day and age, like they're common as shit, right? So <laughs> you could you could make a badass cheat sheet with a computer and a and a uh, and a laser printer these days that are that would certainly maybe even I mean is if this is this one handwritten? It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard. It to looks tell. like it is though. I don't know, but the the fact of the matter is like today's technology allows you to make really great cheat sheets when I was a student we didn't have we didn't have you you'd had to handwrite this you might as well have just have studied yeah well you did that's the thing <laughs> I actually used to do this what I used to do is I would go through my notes and retranscribe stuff with the t- so to study for tests my method was to take the textbook and my lecture notes and go through the material at the same time and basically rewrite my notes into more coherent thoughts with like here's the stuff from the text that's related i'd annotate it like it's this page right so that i would be able to find it again mm-hmm. and then i've made sheets that are not unlike this which is why i appreciated it so much and i actually saw another one that i wanted to mention which was that someone had written on a piece of paper in red ink and then also in blue ink and then brought two pieces of cellophane red and blue cellophane <laughs> so that they could have put like basically like 3d glasses right put, uh-huh. put the blue the blue one on and the blue ink um, disappears. Yeah. Yeah. You put the red ink on. Yep. Mad. So you get twice as much uh, real estate <laughs> for the cheat sheet. Again, genius. Again, people, people, that person, this person, those people who, if, if you were the person who came up with that, just drop out of college because <laughs> you're, you're already smarter than college. You're, you're, you're wasting your time. Like go out in the world and, and make a difference. Do, do what you're going to do because you're obviously smarter than college. Yeah, go find problems to solve. Right. Although I, I can tell you that hasn't worked out super well for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of our regular segments, and you know what time that is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. 
the stupidest things ever said. Duh. Nice. There you go. I'm going to keep, keep doing the, like, I'm dying noise. <laughs> you say it. <laughs> All right. First, we've got a headline from the Houston Chronicle. Texas masturbation bill is now in the hands of the Texas State Affairs Committee. <laughs> Sounds about like government. Why are they so obsessed with legislating people's sex lives? I don't know. Bored? Look, the only rule for sex in any government capacity should be don't do it to anyone who doesn't want you to. Don't do it in front of anyone who doesn't want to see it. Other than that, knock yourself out. <laughs> right. Hopefully I'm not forgetting anything. Make sure you're of, of uh, a certain age. Well, yes. yes <laughs> I, that, sorry, I, I felt like that was caught in there, but you're right. <laughs> Please. Um, all right. These are questions asked by tourists visiting the UK. Can you tell me who performs at the circus in Piccadilly? Why do they build so many ruined castles and abbeys in England? What time of night does the Loch Ness Monster surface, and who feeds it? Actually, all good questions. <laughs> I guess if you didn't stop to think about it for just a moment, <laughs> I love the idea of why are these things all ruined? Right. I'm going to go to I, Greece and be like, man, there must've been some kind of a war. Yeah. This is, I always make the joke that when people visit Rome and like, you know, that Coliseum, like they should just wreck it and put like a dome stadium with like a retractable roof and like seats a bunch of people. Cause this one's shit. <laughs> It's so small. It's small. Uh, you can't even play. You can't play games in there. There's nothing to do. Just wipe it out. Just give us a stadium we can like have a game in. For God's sake. Have you seen it? No. It's uh. It itself is. It's the 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 complex of ruins around it are incredible. The size and scope of some of the stuff is just. It's insane. It's like why did you need a hundred foot arch? Like what were you? What was going through here? We were like, well, we better make it a hundred feet tall. Because the emperor wanted like some shit. Trebuchets. <laughs> when were trebuchets invented? Did the Romans have trebuchets? Perhaps. This is more from Kylie Jenner. Last night I had cereal with milk for the first time. Life changing. This is a tweet. You think that's real? Should we really have cereal with milk no. for the first time? Come on. No. That's, she's just she's just troll. She's screwing with you. You saw Drunk Tom Brady today, right? Yo, God, it was my favorite thing today. It that was, was my my favorite was, Drunk Tom Tom Brady meme was that, that feeling when you eat your first strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's what I liked his his uh, his tweet was funny. It was like it was uh, uh, avocado tequila. Yeah, which made me laugh. The you know, there's no possible way that. Any kid who grows up in America, I don't care how rich you are, doesn't have at one point some cereal with some milk in it. I, it's just, it's impossible. I Sorry. agree. You're a liar, Kylie Jenner. Yeah, she's, she's building a narrative there. All right, this is our, our favorite sportscaster, Troy Aikman. It's just a matter of going into the end zone before getting tackled. You're absolutely right, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Troy Aikman. You leave him alone. He's, he's had a lot of he's had a lot of head injuries. It shows. But he's good. He's but he's he. I like Joe Buck and I don't, I don't have any Aikman. strong feelings about it. One way or the other. There it is. I said it. I know that's a it generally makes me a lightning rod. But fine. I'll tell you who I'm concerned about half the time when he's on TV is Steve Young. Oh God, Steve. Young's There's times where I'm like, Steve, Steve, are you okay? <laughs> right. 
he said he has had a lot of concussions in yeah. in a in a in an era where they didn't pull you out when you got a concussion. Oh yeah, <laughs> he and played. I don't mean to to you know to judge another man's appearance, but if you're on television, what's happening with your hair? It's, it's three different shades of brown. It's it, it's long in spots, and then it's it, he's going bald like a cat with alopecia. <laughs> Just go gray, you know. It, at this, at, so, sidebar. Okay. I'm, I'm not going gray currently. Just my face. But the rest of my hair, pretty decent. Like, maybe a gray hair here or there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop the gray. When the gray comes, it's like, just just bring it on. I don't even think about it. Yeah. I see these Just For Men commercials, and I'm like, this is some beta cucks. <laughs> <laughs> just bring on the gray. If the gray comes, fine. Who cares? Good with it. If I ever, like had if it was ever an issue where there was the only scenario i can imagine that would it would where it would matter is if i was divorced i was trying to like meet a woman and if i met a woman who was like oh you're you have gray hair i'm like and that was then we good i'm glad that i found out that this matters to you because i never want to speak to you again would you date a woman with gray hair oh hell no (laughs) i would i I don't care I i don't care either I picked a spot on the freeway where I knew there was a big section of cars that weren't there. And this is a pilot who uh, was quoted after crashing his plane on a California freeway. And now, I mean, cut the guy a break. He had to land the plane on the fucking freeway. Right? Right? I mean, that's a... Uh, I tell you what, man. Those 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 pilots who land in places and, like, survive and don't kill other people, uh, all, every one of those stories is amazing to me. Yeah. it's It's very hard to do. Yeah. When something's falling out of the sky, it's really hard not to die when you're inside of it. Right. Next we have, the atmosphere was nice. The drinks were good. My husband's muscles were tasty. This is an online restaurant review. <laughs> His muscles were tasty. Gross. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear about this. Well, it just, it's, it's, it's a seafood reference, right? Is it? <laughs> It's not spelled that way. I mean, is she being funny? I don't know. Maybe I I, I figured it was just a see. I just figured it was a seafood reference. And and uh, no, it's it's written know. like like his muscles. If it was mm-hmm. if it was, I can't tell if it's a pun. There's not enough context here. Right. I right. respect it if it's a joke. Otherwise, you're just being gross. Yeah, and you know what? I'm totally. I'm totally. I think it's great if if you're you're really attracted to your partner yes and i think that's awesome and you should be and that's uh that's terrific but leave that shit out of your online review (laughs) 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 no one cares no no one cares that you're hot for your partner i'm glad you are there you go i just come to this realization recently that there's just people running around behaving abhorrently and absurdly at all times everywhere (laughs) sure (laughs) and having a hard time with it I mean, yes, it's, uh, it's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the world we live in. Next we have Phil Sims. The good corners in the NFL, you know, are good. <laughs> Again, I get a lot of concussions. This is like, this is, this is the, this is the, the issue you have when you have a lot of, uh, former athletes who yeah. are, are working in sports media. Some of them is just taking too many licks. I mean, it's just, I feel like. Thank you for providing me sports 
and entertainment over the years because I really enjoyed watching you play. But you've got maybe problems, and I and uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and you maybe should uh, get help. That's why Boomer Esiason is is quite good because he's he's very sharp. Yeah, he's he seems more like a broadcaster than a guy that played football. Yes, yes. Yeah, but yeah, he just wasn't very good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All you Bengals fans out there, don't at me. He played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got last two this week from the world of politics. Since the founding of our nation, many of our greatest strides from gaining our independence to abolition of civil rights to extending <laughs> the vote for women have been led by people of faith and started in prayer. That's DJT, the National Prayer Breakfast a couple years ago. You were going to do the voice. I thought about it, and then I didn't want to do it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to blame think about you. it. I don't blame you. I'm moving on. We're moving on from DJT. We're definitely not. I don't know if you've been paying attention. I'm moving on. I'll move on when, the sh- when he's in jail. He's not going to jail, so you're never moving on, apparently. Okay. All right. Uh, and then finally, we have Lindsey Graham to Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg during a congressional hearing. You might remember Oh, man. Is- by, the way, by the way, before you read this... Every every legislator who has had to inter like ask questions of a technology person always embarrassing, a hundred percent. Like none of them can ask a coherent question, even remotely. <laughs> well, Lindsay said, "Is Twitter the same as what you do?" <laughs> no, Lindsay. Why don't you talk to your social media director? You. Lame ass. And, the, and how about the rest of you all? Why don't each of you bring your social media directors here to ask me questions? Because you guys obviously don't know jack shit about any of it. I mean, have they always been wildly unprepared? Has it always been like this? Because it seems so. like now there's just nothing. Like There's just no. Like, to, for instance, for Katie Porter to stand out the way she does, it's primarily because she's doing the job I wait, the way I remember it being done 30, 40 years ago. Right. I have information. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about it and you're going to tell me yes or no. And then I'm going to tell you what the real answer is because I want to know if you're a liar. Like that's, right. that's mostly the or, reason people have to come yeah. do hearings in Congress. Or I'd like to, I'd like clarification around this particular stuff. Like I'm going right. to ask you a question because I'm trying to make a decision and I don't feel like I have all the answers, the, all the information. So I'm going to ask you, the person who has the information, what the actual information is. And then I'm going to make a decision. The thing is, like, there's no possible way the modern legislator can absorb all the information they get. I mean, I used to work at the uh, Illinois State Senate as a page. My uh, first two years in college, my summer job. We, you know, you go there in the middle of May, you work till the end of June. It was great. Six weeks, get paid. It was awesome. But you would have to pull together these, like, legislative packets, like these bills would come through, and you'd have to take them to get them bound. Mm-hmm. And you deliver them like you deliver them to all your, you know, you had a you had a section of senators that you had to like deliver stuff for, and like da 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 da. You dump these bills, boom, one after the other, boom, boom, hundred pages, hundred fifty pages, two hundred fifty pages, like, and he's like, there's nobody who's reading this, like, there's no possible way that any individual could read a tenth of this and understand a tenth of it of what they've read and make any sort of like coherent decisions about what's going on in these, in these bills. I just, I just can't believe it can be done. 
But you could, knowing you're going in for hearings, read a briefing book and have thoughts about it and maybe ask some of these questions to people around you before you're in the room. That seems much more reasonable expectation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's all the junk from our testes this week. So let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, in the overtime, I mentioned Tom Brady. Um, I really want to touch on, so everybody gets into these things now, like, oh, is Tom Brady the, the greatest athlete of all time, which is an absurd notion. Like, why are we even having this conversation? He is the best quarterback. That's it. That's, that's, the, it. that's the beginning and the end of it. You could make the argument he's the greatest sportsman in the sense that you want to say that he has accomplished more at, at something that's very difficult to do because of the sport he plays and because of the nature of the sport he plays. But I don't understand the point of having these dumb debates about whether or not he, he he's clearly not the greatest athlete. No, no, no matter how you define that word. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that uh, you're absolutely right, Joe. The, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the, yes, we have this. Well, certainly sports, radio sports television likes to do this this is a this is very much a bar argument right of course this is like a this is like a thing people love to sort of talk about he's well he's better at football than somebody is at baseball it's like, right. okay, whatever it's, i find the whole thing insufferable i think so too i think so too but i don't think there's any question he's the greatest quarterback to ever play in the nfl that's an easy that's an easy thing to take but to try to then compare it to he's a you know he's greater than michael jordan hey he i mean you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, to try to make the argument just doesn't make any sense, right? It's just like this, it's just a, it's a nonsense thing that people with four or five beers in them like to, like to sort of butt heads about. If he was like Michael Vick and then did what he did, then I would think you have a real argument. You know what I mean? Like if he was right. actually running for 20% of the team's touchdowns. Right. And like, I don't know, doing ball carrier shit as in addition to playing quarterback. There's a, again, yeah. And then also playing safety sometimes. <laughs> and he kicked field goals and yeah. whatever, coach the team. I mean, like there's, there's, there's lots of, there's lots of ways to slice this, but yes, that's, that is just kind of a dumb, that's just kind of a dumb sports argument that people like to make. I don't, I don't know. It's like even comparing him to other football players who play different positions is almost nonsensical. Like the, your skill set is different. Yeah, you, know, you have to. You need you need certain people to do certain things in football, and and he's the sort of the the middle of it, and uh, and you know God bless him. You know he's good. He's good at what he does, and he's successful. And that's you know what's left. Yeah, I think this goes back to our discussion on refinement too, from a couple weeks ago, where it's like specialization in sports kind of sucks. Like sports is more interesting if you just had, say, you know. 40 like 30 athletes right and you just had to go like play the sport instead of like this guy's the quarterback these people are the receivers and you'd still naturally gravitate to those positions but it'd be just a lot more interesting if it was more fluid i think for all sports really yeah i mean we had this the there was this like twitter thread from a little while back where we were talking about baseball like what's the goofiest you know the tell me something about baseball like the, the craziest idea you had about it and the thing i coughed up was you should have Nine guys who hit and nine guys who play the field and maybe some of them do both, but not necessarily. You just load up with a bunch of all the best hitters, the biggest, strongest hitters, and all they do is hit. And then you have the best fielders and all they do is field. 
it's and then the of course pitchers do. That's what I want. That's what I want. I, just I want think you not. should just eliminate the home run. Like you should have to hit it insane, like for a home run. Like it should have to, because because the biggest problem with baseball is the ball doesn't get put in play. So if if I think the pitching would change if there weren't home runs, you'd stop trying to strike everybody out. You know, you just like whatever, let him hit it off the wall. I think it'd just be way more fun. Can you imagine if most home runs hit the wall and then just were live balls? Like, I, how's that not fun? <laughs> it's not fun. How's it not fun? The ball's gonna be bouncing around inside this little like it's like racquetball. You'd rather see people jack it out of the park. I'd rather see. No, I don't see, see it. Put them in the stands. I'd rather no. I yes, but I want you to have to hit it like it's got to go four hundred feet, but stay like forty feet in the air the whole way. <laughs> like four hundred foot walls everywhere, but they're all like fifty feet high. Yeah. <laughs> you're killing or even me. shorten it up. You're like killing, so the, you're killing the attendance of our stadiums. Our no, stadiums. give me the big green monster single. Ever. Like the where you like basically it's a home run in most parks, but you get a single. I want that. <laughs> that's, that's what you want. Yeah, Ugh. that's what I want. All right. Well, last thing I want to mention tonight. So, um, Bitcoin's been in the news a lot. Crypto in general, obviously. Uh, Want to be edge lord Elon Musk been tweeting about Dogecoin lately. Dogecoin is that to, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, Dogecoin. Okay. Yes, uh, I've known about Dogecoin for about as long as it's been around. Actually, so. When Dogecoin first got released, I remember I was actually in, it was early, I think 2014, early 2013, something like that. And I was in um, New Zealand uh, on a work assignment and I was partnering with another tech resource down there. And we had a long talk about uh, blockchain. And it was the first time I really dug into it with somebody who knew what they were talking about, other than just kind of reading things here and there um, and really how Bitcoin functioned. And all I knew really at the time was that it could be earned. Um, or, or mind is, is what you would say. Um, if you made available like unused computing resources to the power of the blockchain, I really I only understood it conceptually, not literally. Um, and I knew that you could use it, you know, to pay for like illegal shit on the internet. Like that was my that was the primary <laughs> use. It's an un, untraceable <laughs> currency, right? Right. You buy illegal things on the internet. Um, and I knew that mostly because a guy in one of our offices had used a bunch of the uh, servers when they were down uh, to mine Bitcoin in the off hours. What? So he was, yeah, he was using company, the company data center in one of our remote sites Whoa. to mine Bitcoin. Whoa. And he got fired. I was going to say <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So at any rate, uh, after this discussion, this discussion, I, I decided I was going to just park a small amount of cash into Bitcoin as sort of a long-term speculative play. Right. Just, mm-hmm. uh, I got home, the price depressed a little bit. I was like, oh, maybe this isn't a, a great idea, but of course it's a better time to buy. And there was no reason for me to change my outlook on it just because the last couple of weeks had depressed the price. Mm-hmm. I got kind of far away from it. I didn't do it. And then I eventually just forgot. Sure. And long story short, um, if I'd put that small stake I'd mentioned in Bitcoin back then and just ignored it, it'd be worth more than a half million dollars today. And I find <laughs> that upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the thing about speculation, right? Is, uh, you know, I started I started doing a little Bitcoin stuff last uh-huh. year. Uh-huh. And um, the the way I did it was uh, I'd, I'd put in a little, and then when it doubled, I'd put in a little, uh-huh. and when it doubled, I'd put in a little, and when that doubled, I'd put in a little. And a little's turned into a, a pretty a pretty decent snack at this point, which is, again, like, comfortable for me. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, would I put, you know, it would be nice to think, like, you know, there's this famous pizza guy story. Do you know the famous pizza guy, the Bitcoin pizza guy story where I'm this guy sure. delivers a couple of pizzas to this guy and this guy like years ago, 
and the guy pays him in Bitcoin, like 10,000 Bitcoin, <laughs> which at the time was worth like $35. Right. And of course, you know, a 10,000 Bitcoin right now is worth like half a billion dollars, like $447 million. Mm-hmm. I hope that guy has the Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't think he does. I, who knows? But the the amount of like Bitcoin stories that are bubbling up, like this dude has a bunch of Bitcoin on a hard drive that's encrypted, but he doesn't know what the, mm, he can't, yeah. he can't decrypt it. And it only has so many chances to try to password before it erases itself. Mm-hmm. It's like, like those kinds of stories now, because Bitcoin is now worth $44,000 mm-hmm. per Bitcoin is they're amazing. Every, it's all amazing. And I don't know if I had, if I was the pizza guy and I currently had $447 million worth of Bitcoin, like on my home computer somewhere, like, I don't even know, I don't even know how you'd go about monetizing that. I mean, I don't even know how you'd, I don't even know where you'd start. You'd have to call somebody and like a financial planner or somebody and say, you know, I've got about $400 million worth of Bitcoin here. Uh, how do I sort of like live a lifestyle? How do I, how do I start living large on this? Because I want to. Well, I don't have any like words of wisdom for you on this, but I guess follow your gut. And, yeah, uh, seriously. Don't forget about it. Cause I was like, you know, this is going to, and, and now I, you know, now, now it is part of my job. I, I talk to people all the time where I'm telling their their companies that your finance department is going to need to learn how to function, uh, how to learn blockchain sooner than later. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to happen. So you should prepare for it. Yeah. You should understand it in some way, shape or form. I guess I don't really even have a, you know, I mean just, you know, basically buying crypto via common application. Right. But it's, uh, it's just like, you know, it's just, I was, I was having this discussion with my wife and I said, it's not like, it's not like it doesn't feel like buying stocks, although it should. It is more. It's, or less. it's basically you're transforming money into different money. Mm-hmm. Like you're not spending money. It's not like I'm spending money. It doesn't, and I'm not in it for. And I'm not in it so deep that like if the whole thing crashed out tomorrow, like I'd toss myself off a building. It's you know just currency I mean? speculation. It'd be like going and right. buying a bunch of yen against a weak dollar. Right. Like yeah. exactly. Like forex. Like, but. I don't understand that. <laughs> I just know that it's been going up. It, the graph goes up and to the right. And whenever my, and whenever my, uh, whenever my, my, my current value doubles my, the, what I put in, I buy a little more. That's it. That's, that's my whole plan. And if the whole thing were to kind of half crash out, I could likely get my, I could likely get my, at least my, all my initial money out before the whole thing shat the bed. Like I wouldn't ever lose out on my, on whatever, principle i i put into it so it's just a slow play craps table it's a, exactly it, <laughs> you know it's fun to kind of see it's fun to kind of see it go up and i just don't know where the i certainly don't know where the sky is on this i mean jeez you you know you read a half a dozen articles and you're just like i don't know i don't know i don't nobody know knows. Going, nobody knows i don't i don't know we so. disconnected all securities from their backing valuations long ago <laughs> it's just all fantasy sports now <laughs> right so yeah, exactly. GameStop being like your mm-hmm. your, you know, a good example of that, right? Just like, That's well, I mean, without getting too much into it, I love that just because it's a, a matter of taking public information and exploiting it. Yeah, like that's what I loved about that story. Oh, these these companies are over leveraged. 
well, let's apply the leverage. Right. <laughs> let's pull it. Yeah. Let's pull the lever. <laughs> hey, they put too much weight on this lever. If we pull it, it's going to break. Yeah. yeah. It's going to fuck a bunch of people. We're going to really have a good time with it. <clears throat> it really actually makes me feel like we need reform around things like maybe hedge funds shouldn't be trading 401ks. Maybe like Vanguard investment funds shouldn't have large portions of their investments run by short sellers. I don't right. think you should be able to short sell with like retirement funds. It's, it's like, that's the plot of like every, you know, like some bad po- politics cop show where like somebody's taking the pension fund and has just lost <laughs> it. <in> the- <laughs> right. Yeah. And has and has put it in bad investments and lost the whole thing. Yeah. They have to like kill the DA. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah something whatever. Like that. <laughs> all right anything else about blockchain i guess uh let's ride jo- dogecoin to the moon because i've missed right. out on my bitcoin chance yeah you better you better you better get on some dogecoin then you might as well I what mean, a dumbass i am for the price yeah, of just, a 10 year old honda civic i could have been a half millionaire yeah. <laughs> jesus throw 500 bucks at dogecoin and just let it chill i don't know I why might not have to just for the why hell not? why wouldn't you because it was started as a joke <laughs> seems like a bad idea <laughs> well yeah. All right. Whatever. What? Well, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod, where we examine our own mistakes to help you from making the same ones. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review via your favorite podcast provider. And in fact, hey, how about a new review from uh, somebody, one of the many, many folks that downloads and has not taken the time to tap the five stars and maybe leave in a couple of nice words. We'd love to hear from you um, and do that on your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We know we'd love to hear uh, your ideas, your feedback. and That's why we do this, uh, other than to make each other laugh. <laughs> but we'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then, Dogecoin.